0: on that one i didn't i was going to go down but i forgot how to do it and i needed i needed uh, his ear but he would get you went high i know on, <laughs> uh, yeah. anytime we sing um what's the song that we always sing uh with the men, the one when we have the men up there um the pastor always calls us up for that one it is, well. it is well and so I, I always make sure hey daniel how you doing buddy go ahead take, grab a seat grab a seat. Um, so, whenever we sing that song, I always make sure I sit, stand next to uh, Stephen Moberly, because uh, we'll get to the last verse, and he sings it normal, and then we get to the last verse. Just at the end, I'm like, take me up the mountain, man, take me up the mountain, and he pulls me up the mountain. That's the only time I could ever do it. I'm standing next to him. So, so yeah. You need encouragement. That's, that's, that's true friendship. Amen, right? Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, all right. So, I'm excited about this, day. I, uh, I got to preach on, uh, if you call it that, on Wednesday night. Uh, it was fun for me. I don't know about you guys, but it was, it was fun. It was short notice, but I got that. But I can't do two things at once. So I can't. It's, it's hard for me to study two lessons because I'll probably mix them up. So I knew I, so I become a linear type person when I have to do multiple things. I can't multitask like Sealy can. And, and so if I have to do something, I have to go, okay, um, I have to, I have to kind of say this is due first, so I got to get this done, and then I'll jump in. You know, I might be able to do a few things, but I knew I had to do this lesson, and uh, and that we're coming to the close of our real church ser- series, and so you don't want to end flat. Um, but uh, Thursday I was just beat; we had a, a long week, everything everything going on, and I was struggling. So Friday uh, I jump back in uh, Friday night and uh, and read through it. And uh, a little bit, and then it was Saturday, really, when I got to it. And I just prayed. You know, anything you do in your own power, you're not going to be able to do. But if you just say, "Lord, I don't want this to fall flat," and I don't want, I don't want to. I'm not trying to slight this. And He gave me a clarity on it. That I just, wow, thank you, Lord. I mean, as I was reading some, so I got through it yesterday and and today with some notes. And and I was just really excited about what we're going to be talking about because we've we've touched topics of the church topics. So, uh, we talked about the beginning. We talked about our faith. We talked about our purpose. Um, we talked about uh, relationships and fellowship and discipleship and worship. And we even talked about giving, which is, is always hard to do, but it's important. It's part of that, part of that worship to the Lord. Um, but we're going to all tie it in with faithfulness. Real faithfulness. Now, I do not and and we're all susceptible to this, I do not want to be known as a used to be Christian. Do you? You're here this morning, if you really think about it, do do you ever want that moniker tied to your name? And you probably have some faces in your mind, sadly, that are used to be Christians, used to be at church, used to be faithful. And it's heartbreaking when you think about it. Because we have folks who are, who are saved. We saw it. We we saw the change in their life. We saw the Lord working in their life. Them allowing the Lord to work in their life. And for one reason or another, they're not serving God anymore. They're not listening to the Holy Spirit. Now we know that when you get saved, you're saved. You can't do anything to lose your salvation. But... The question is, did you truly get saved in the first place? That is what I would ask. But the Lord says, nothing, nothing can take you out of his hands. So I trust the Lord first. So there's people that try to deny Christ. And if you've heard it, you've probably heard it on the radio. If you listen to Christian radio, you'll hear about, uh, or in the news, because the news will love to publish the fact that some church leader has now said, I don't trust God. How sad. And you know, it's it's sad for them, but it's sad, worse for their family. Worse for the ones coming behind them. Because if somebody says, I I used to follow the Lord, and I'm not going to follow the Lord now, my kids will make that decision. You just made it for them. They're going to see that you don't follow the Lord. So, when you get saved, God promises that you are saved. And so, so. But that faithfulness is an action. Faithfulness is a purpose. Um, so let's get into Acts 20. We're, gonna, we're finishing up with Paul. Acts 20 is going to be our text verse. Right. And we're going to be uh, in 17 through 24. So Paul is coming to the n- near the end of his ministry. He doesn't know that, but he's not. Going to be surprised um, because he said he's prepared for it um, acts uh 2017 through 24 let, let me read that to you today um <coughs> uh, am i in the right one no i'm in the wrong one okay 2017 uh, there we go i was about to read the wrong verses that would have been a really bad message okay and from M- miletus, miletus miletus uh he sent to ephesus and called the elders of the church And when they were come to him, he said unto them, You know, from the first day that I came into Asia, Asia, after that manner I had been with you at all seasons, serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews, and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also the Greeks' repentance towards God and faith toward our lord jesus christ and now behold i go bound in the spirit unto jerusalem not knowing the things that shall befall me there it's going to be quite it's going to be amazing what's going to fall in there save that the holy ghost witnesseth in every city saying that bonds and afflictions abide me but none of these things move me neither count i my life dear unto myself so that i might finish my course with joy. And the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Uh, I told you that the Lord just made some clarity and he helped me with those verses. Because I, I, I told you I struggle sometimes with Paul's writing because he, he's, he's, he's very smart and I'm not. And so um, sometimes you're reading some long sentences and things like that and this is very clear about what, uh, what we're talking about here. We're talking about faithfulness. So um, Paul, before this uh, this part, he you know he's been through many things, and what will happen to him when he goes to Jerusalem? He's going to be arrested. He's going to be tried in front of Nero. He will ultimately be beheaded. And so um, he doesn't know the, exactly what's going to happen, but he is anticipating affliction. Uh, in this case, his life. Uh, so, uh, but. For every member of the church, from the pastor down, faithfulness is vital to experiencing God's blessing. Being faithful. Malachi 3.6, For I am the the Lord, I change not, therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. We live in a constantly changing society, but God does not change. That's why we can be the same people who are worshiping God as uh, Charles Spurgeon, as Paul. As the disciples the same God so so the lessons that they've learned apply to us today we don't have to say well our society is different we got to do it differently no we don't we they, they apply so Lamentations 3 22 through 23 it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassion fails not they are new every morning great is thy faithfulness he is faithful to us and um, we're just saying, we Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. It was written by Robert Robinson. Robert Robinson was saved through the ministry of George Whitfield in England. Shortly after his salvation, he wrote the beautiful hymn, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Over the years, Robinson drifted from the Lord, and one day, while sitting in the stagecoach, a lady next to him was reading the poem which he had penned. Not knowing that he was the author, she told him she had read some beautiful verses and read them aloud to him. This is, I think this is God ordained. This is, a, this is an appointed moment. God will still do things when you're not following him. In fact, she read the words, prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. You remember singing that in verse 3. Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. He's, that, that, him, he's admitting. And this is before he was lost. He, he, he admitting, I wonder. Do you? Do I? Yes. We're prone to wonder. Those words touched Robinson's wondering heart. Bursting into tears, he replied, Madam, I am the poor, unhappy man who wrote that hymn many years ago, and I would give a thousand worlds if I had them to enjoy that feeling I had then. The woman was greatly surprised, but she assured Robinson, she assured Robinson, that he only had to return to the Lord now and he'd be forgiven. Robinson followed her advice and once again enjoyed the fellowship, the full fellowship with his Savior. To be honest, we all need God's strength and spirit to help us be faithful. It's not in our power that we can be faithful to God. It's a a circle. We get saved, we want to serve the Lord. We need His power so we can continue to serve the Lord. Not to be saved, to serve the Lord. we We need Him in it. We need Him in our family. We need Him in our business. We need Him in our work. We need Him in our church. We need Him in our decision-making. It's Him, the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, working through us to give us that power to be faithful. When you stop asking the Lord, when you stop feeling the Lord's power in your life, it would be very easy to stop being faithful. The church becomes a club I used to be a part of. The people I was fellowshipping with and friends with are not my friends anymore not because of them because of me because of you because of your personal how you're taking things so so we need the holy spirit to work um uh, if we are to finish our race f- faithfully we too will need to make decisions that no suffering and no setback will deter us from faithful in god uh i'll say it right here we need god in the valleys we need God on the mountaintop, and there are certain times when we are very easy to forget about God. When things are going well, we can forget. My mom, when uh, she'll be here this week for for the graduation, and she she told me in college, uh, I, I mean I was lonely. It was the it was the standard. Drop the kid off at, at for freshman year and. And I was like, you know, dad, you can turn around and pick me up. I'm coming home. He's like, no, you're not. He's hanging up the phone. And, you know, I I was, and mom said, you got to go to church. You got to find your Christian friends. You got to be faithful. And I did that. Now, not many guys on on my dorm floor were Christians. I wasn't at a Christian school. But I did find some, some friends. I found a, a, an F-15 pilot at a church who, who mentored me and kind of became my college dad. Good man. And I went to church. And I was faithful that first year. Well, guess what? Go back to the second year, a lot of my same dorm buddies are there. I'm friends with them. Mom, what she told me when she when she got off the phone and I said, Mom, things are going great, and I got this church. I'm still in the first year. She goes, that's awesome. I'm so excited for you. She's not being a a downer, but she says, remember, the Lord, when things are good. Remember when you go back. That It's the Lord that helps you with your faithfulness. And and she was right, and I forgot the Lord. Church wasn't as important. Uh, uh, Brother Mayo moved... To, to georgia and i let things slide so for, for three years i wasn't following the lord I had the tugging but i wasn't faithful i was a used to be i was a used to be freshman who went to church and wasn't going to church anymore and so um, she was right so we need god in the valleys we need him in the mountain tops so what what are the characteristics that gave paul to continue on even as he saw he was coming to an end first he was bound by compassion It is amazing as you get older how how I hope maybe it's just me but things can make me cry faster Uh, I was at at Sandy's wedding I was like what is this moisture coming out of my eyes I don't know what this you know no but things change and so uh, as you I think I think it's with the advent of kids because just this is bone of your bone. This is your your flesh, and you, the, this this being is dependent on you, dependent on God, and and you want wonderful things to happen to this child or these children, and so I think it changes and I compassion. But do we have a compassion for others as we grow, as we grow in the Lord? Um, I believe compassion is a is a muscle that you can grow. I, not everybody's compassionate but I believe everybody can have compassion. Um, so how, why, why did, how, did he have, how was he bound by compassion? If back in Acts 20, 22, And how I kept nothing ba- nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and to the Greeks, repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, I behold, I am bound in the Spirit of Jerusalem. He was burdened for the people. Literally, he was burdened for the people. He saw the people not as irritations, but as living souls, it's one of the reasons why we go out and door knock here. It's one of the reasons we're not m- picking up our church and moving to a more affluent area. We are here to minister to the people of this area. Pastor was called to minister to the people of this area, starting here. This is, this is, our, this is our Judea. This is our home. This is the place where we're going to minister to. We're not, we're not going, oh, what's, what's your paycheck? A year? Okay, we'll minister to you. Uh, In fact, it's actually harder to minister in some of those affluent areas. I I, I work on the edge of Granite Bay and I see these beautiful homes and they're just ripped apart inside because the Lord is not part of it. And wealth does not bring you peace. In fact, there's studies out there that show that uh, the average uh, wage of the American people has doubled in the last uh, umpteen years. But Peace has gone down. When God's not involved, there's, there's no... Are we burdened for, for, for people? Are we, he was burdened for people. Um, so in Acts 18, 5, and when Silas and Timotheus were come from Macedonia, Paul was pressed in the spirit and testified to the Jews in Christ. When something is on your heart, it, it, be it a burden or a victory, you want to tell other people about it. And Paul wanted to... He, to because of his compassion, he wanted to share... What had happened to him and this this Christ that saved him? So are you burdened for the people? B, he was was bound to witness. He was bound. He he had this calling to witness. Uh, He was burdened to be a faithful witness through this whole, whole time. He was bound in the Spirit in that verse 22. Many times we're not bound to witness simply because we've not given the Holy Spirit freedom to work in us. But if we let the Holy Spirit work through us, I believe you'll feel that. John 15, 26. And when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. In Ephesus, Paul shared the gospel both publicly and from house to house. He was bound to witness. And it's not always easy. Sometimes you're gonna, when you witness, you're going to get uh, rejected. It's not you being rejected. It's God. But let the Holy Spirit work. Two young men were out making door-to-door visits to share the gospel. And at one home, they were greeted by an angry lady who wanted nothing of it. In fact, she wanted nothing. She said, I want you off my porch. Get out of here. And she slammed the door. And to her surprise, it bounced back. Mad, thinking that he put his foot in the door. She did it again. And it bounced back. One more time with a big swing. Ma'am, stop. if you're going to close the door, you might want to move your cat. So... So in her anger, she hurt her own animal. <laughs> but, but that can happen. It can. But don't you can't take that personally. This is, this is a, a, a love for the Lord to, to share something. And she missed out. And it's not always eagerly received. And Paul knew that. He was often rejected. And he suffered deeply for sharing his faith. But if we are faithful... To this mission over the decades, we must allow the Holy Spirit to develop a heart of compassion in us, so that we can be bound to witness. So, uh, bound by compassion. Number two, bound or bold in tribulation. Like I said, we need God in the valleys. We need Him in the uh, on the hilltops. And tribulation will will come to all those who are faithful to God. It's not a. It's not. It may. In Second Timothy three twelve tells us that. Yea, and all that live will live godly in Christ Jesus. He says. If you will live godly in christ jesus you shall suffer persecution don't know what form that is and today it might be different than what it's going to be 10 years from now we don't know but uh, if you are going to be faithful to the lord you shall suffer persecution again that revolving circle god is there he knows what we're going to go through and he can get us through that so so that's how Paul, he anticipated the trials. Letter A, he anticipated the trials. He wasn't, he wasn't going, oh my goodness, why is this happening to me? Those words were never uttered out of his mouth. Why is this happening to me? Because he knew he was serving God. And he was not a stranger to suffering. In 2 Corinthians 11, 24, and 27, of the Jews, five times I received forty Forty stripes, saved one. So thirty-nine times. Thrice I was beaten with rods. Once stoned. A thrice suffered shipwreck. A night and day I've been in the deep. In journeyings often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of my countrymen, in perils of let heathen. In the city, in the, in the wilderness, in the sea. In perils of false brethren. In weariness and painfulness. In watchings often. In hunger and thirst. In fastings often. In coldness. He was cold and nakedness. He was just saying that I, I've suffered. And I, I will continue to suffer. He, he indicated that he expected to sit, face suffering in Jerusalem. Go back to our text verse. Not knowing the things that shall befall me there. He was not expecting this warm greeting. He was not expecting uh, the, the leadership to roll out the red carpet. Oh, Paul's here. We're going to roll out the red He's going to be wined and dined. And, no, he wasn't expecting that. He was expecting suffering. So what did happen in Jerusalem? That Paul was arrested, imprisoned. Taken to Rome to stand trial before Emperor Nero and eventually was beheaded. So he anticipated trials. He endured testing. There's trials and there's testing. And every trial he faced, he knew God was there for him. First Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Like Paul, we can endure when we believe that God cares for us and is present with us. 1 Peter four twelve and 13. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is, I try you as though some strange thing happened unto you, right? He's not going, oh, man, this is weird. This shouldn't have happened. Lord, I thought I'm one of your your, your big men in this whole mission. I'm not supposed to suffer trials. No, he didn't think that. He knew that he was supposed to suffer trials. But rejoice in as much as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. These trials can either shake our faith or more deeply entrench us in confidence in God. More recently, in May 27th, uh, 2001, missionaries Martin and Gracia Burnham were taken captive by Muslim terrorists and held hostage for over a year. On June 7th, in 2002, Martin was shot and killed during a rescue attempt. Gracia was wounded as well, but she survived and was ultimately freed. Later, she shared some questions and struggles regarding the Lord's goodness and his allowing suffering in our lives. Sometimes I wonder, why did Martin die when everyone was praying he wouldn't? Why does Scripture uh, lead you to believe that if you pray a certain way, you'll get what you pray for? Don't we do that? If you pray what you wait, I'm I'm being faithful, Lord. I'm I'm serving you. Whatever I pray for, you'll give that to me, right? People all over the world were praying that we'd both get out alive, but we didn't. I used to have this concept of what God was like and how, how life's supposed to be because of that. But in the jungle, I learned I don't know much about God as much as I thought I did. What I do know, that God is God. And I'm not. The world's in a mess because of sin, not God. Some awful things may happen to me, but God does what is right. And he makes good out of bad situations. Through our trials, we may have times of questioning. But when we take those questions to the Lord, he'll deepen our faith. Paul allowed his trials to deepen his dependence on the Holy Spirit. Uh, 2 Corinthians 3.5 Not that we were sufficient of ourselves to think anything as our, of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. Dependence on God is really the secret to faithfulness. You can stop right there. That's it. If we depend on God, we can be be faithful. So Paul kept his sights not on his suffering, but on the finish line. He was burdened to finish. So we had a bound by compassion, bold in tribulation, and he was burdened to finish. He wanted to finish with joy. As I said, I don't want to be a Christian known as he used to be. I used to be a Christian. He used to be a BBC member. Or he used to be. You know, I, I told you, I've, I've moved a lot. And, you, and, and we'll have people come, and the Lord will call people in and out of churches. But the Lord will never call you to be unfaithful. Never, ever call you to be unfaithful. When, uh, I, if I repeat myself, I, I apologize, but I think that's, uh, uh, the pastor will say the same thing. Well, I'm just going to say it anyway. But I remember when, when the girls were um, starting at, at Bishop's, you know, at 14, it was the first job they applied for. And, and, and was like, Well, what do I tell them on my application? I said, You just tell them that you don't work on Sundays and you don't work on Wednesday night. Well, what if they don't hire me? They don't hire you. But you're gonna stand firm and you're gonna say that. And you know what? She got hired. And you know what? On the first schedule, they had her schedule for a Sunday. And I said, all you have to do is you asked for it. You just go tell them. Remember, I don't I don't work on Sundays and I don't work on Wednesday night. And they fixed it. And and they had a faithful, they had a, a good worker for that season, for several seasons. But the Lord wasn't gonna say, here's your opportunity. You can forego some of the things. You know i'll still bless you now we understand that there are folks that we have military we have uh, police officers and and i i'm a firm believer that you know the the sabbath in, in 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 the old testament times were were you you needed to not work on the sabbath it was a sin i do believe there were men on the wall i do believe that people were prepared for war prepared for defense so you might be called to 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 serve a shift or something but but True faithfulness is in your heart. It's in your actions towards God. It's in what you're going to do on a, on a daily basis uh, with God. And so in Paul's case, he, want, he was burdened to finish. And how did he do that? Um, there's little four, four little things of how that helped them, helped them have that burden. First, don't overvalue yourself. In today's society, it is all about self. Self-aware, self-confidence, self-assuredness—it's—it's uh, it's in you. Uh, I mean, those are good qualities. I mean, uh, a person who is uh, self-confident—they're attractive person. When people are uh, are, uh, are are just have a demeanor that I, you know, I'm not I'm not uh, um, I'm not worried all the time, and I'm not sad all the time. But I, I have a confidence—that's self-assuredness. That's a, that's a very attractive quality in people, but. There's, it can go to the extreme where we can overvalue ourselves with ourself. Um, but none of these things move me. Neither count I dear life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. He's basically saying, he's like, no, Lord, not my life. Don't let my life be hurt. Don't let my life be lost for this. It, I have a value for you. I've got a ministry to keep going. Lord, You got to. I'm in this. You need me to keep going because it's I'm me. That has taken down many people. Pride cometh before the fall. Am I right? Um, so, uh, so don't value, overvalue yourself. You are, you, but don't let me. You have value to God. He purchased you. He doesn't purchase junk. Would you go purchase junk? Now I know some people love to go to flea markets. Uh, in South Carolina, they didn't call it flea market. They called it the Jockey Lot. Isn't that so Southern? Jockey Lot. It's just. Whenever she'd say that, i just laugh. I said, I, I, Exactly, exactly. Who ever heard of that? Well, South Carolina Trail Park people, they heard that, jockey lot. It's, it's, it's good. Uh, but, but God doesn't purchase junk. So, so just don't overvalue yourself to yourself. Um, God is going to use you because he made you. Um, therefore, I say unto you, this is from Matthew 6, 25, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, uh, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not life more than meat and the body more than raiment? God's saying, I will take care of you in the good times and the hard times. So don't overvalue yourself, but know that you have value to him. B, rely on the Holy Spirit. We t- said that you, uh, faithfulness is going to be relying on God. God will help you with that faithfulness. And the Holy Spirit is there to, to empower you. Um, ye, are chil- ye are of God, little children, this is 1 John 4.4. 4 and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world i like this said uh we rely on the power of the holy spirit the end of our strength is simply the threshold of his strength he gives some strength in you but he's he will take it beyond so rely on the holy spirit paul uh counted on the holy spirit to do the convicting as he declared the gospel. And that's what we should do if we go door to door, if we're talking to our neighbors, we're talking to our coworkers. We need to rely on the Holy Spirit. He is the one that will do the work. We just need to be his feet. We need to value the service of Christ. Value the service of Christ. Letter C. Uh, Acts twenty, twenty four. The ministry which I in verse twenty four in which I have received of the Lord Jesus, I testify the gospel of the grace of God. In truth, every Christian has been entrusted with the gospel message. When you were saved, God had a ministry for you. For you are my workmanship, out of Ephesians 2.10, for you are my workmanship created in Christ Jesus with good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Every Christian has a purpose for living that is far bigger than a secular occupation. I can provide opportunities uh, for work and, and that work is valuable and we should be good workers and have great testimony in our work. But what he has for us is far bigger than that. We're his workmen, created for his workmanship, not for, say, the company. 2 Corinthians one. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. So, we value the service of Christ. God has something for us to do, each one of us, and finally decide to finish with joy. Paul wasn't content with simply finishing. He wanted to finish it with joy. I have this feeling he was not a joyful person before he got saved. Would I be wrong in maybe assuming that? How many, how many people have you seen who are religious and they have no joy? i'm a spiritual person they have no joy i don't really enjoy being around them but somebody who has joy in their serving and and, and loves the lord don't you you just want to be around them don't you i mean it's awesome and and so i have a feeling that before uh, paul met uh, christ on the road to damascus i think he was probably not a joyful person he might have thought he was because he was doing god's work you know persecuting and killing christians who do they think they are? And then he becomes the greatest disciple, greatest uh, uh, feet of Jesus to share the gospel. So decide with, to, with, to finish with joy. Acts 20, 24 again, so that I might finish my course with joy. He was able to write that because he completed his mission. He knew that this was all about God. This was all about finishing his time on earth serving god so that we can now read about him and say man he's in heaven again i've talked to you about the people that we want to meet when we go to heaven paul's one of them that's an eon in itself of the the, the stuff he's got to teach us there at the feet of jesus let's go yeah I, I, I experienced that the, that's that that film reel i want to watch of his life second uh, second timothy 4 7 through 8 i have fought a good fight I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous shed, shall give to me in that day, and not me only, but unto all them that love his appearing. He wants to finish with joy, and he knows he's coming to that end. He got to write those down, but I bet those words were going through his mind as he laid there on the chopping block before he lost his head, because that was just a, a shell. That was just a, a vessel that God used here on earth. And so, I don't know what persecution we're going to go through, but we will. We saw, we saw a bit of it during COVID. The church was persecuted. Christians were persecuted. Um, people took a stand. And um, I think we came out better on the end. There was, some, there was some thinning out. To be honest, there was some thinning out. There's people that we knew years ago that we don't see anymore. I'm praying them come back. And you know what? If they come back, we need to open our arms, welcome back, and say, just like she did with with the, the, the pinner the author of that hymn, said, just come back to Jesus. Just tell him where you've been. He knows where you've been, but he knows where he wants you to be. And so as we endeavor to live our lives, to live this life that God has for us, Pray we would just say faithful. I don't want us any of us to be used to be Christians, used to be in church. Let's just let's just be faithful, not in your own strength, in God's strength. He's got something for you. Keep tied to the church. Don't don't shun opportunities to to be a blessing. Don't 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 invest in it. Put put blood and sweat and tears into the church because it'll be an investment in the church, and you'll have you'll it does actually kind of keep you here. It does help you because you've got something invested in it. And so I just pray that we all remain faithful. And starting with me, I want to be faithful. And so I've enjoyed this series. And I'm going to try a series that I've got to develop. And it's going to be called, here, here it is. This is, this is Ms. Franklin. Fun with felt. <laughs> Fun with felt. Right? So uh, we're going to go back to basics with some just basic Bible stories. And so I I gotta remind myself that we have a lot of us who grew up in church, and you and you did the you maybe rode the bus and you saw the felt and you saw the stories, and we'll even get glimpses of them uh, from the pastor. But you know what? If we just go back to the stories and go, let's what's the truth? Because yeah, let's let's know them again. Let's let's see let's see the visuals. And so we've got some felt stuff, and 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 uh, we're gonna have fun. We're gonna have fun with felt in our adult Bible, Bible class. So I'm looking forward to that. And, um, and so, uh, again, thank you. Hey, brother, um, would you close in prayer?